You're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. I'm your host, Lucretia Lyon, and with me this week, I have Mark J. Freeman, also known as Lorraine Love. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Both of my personalities. <laughs> See, I love multiple personalities, so, you know, it's almost like I have two guests tonight. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly, and now your guests will have to figure out Who's talking right now? (laughs) Is it Lorraine? Is it Mark? (laughs) Well, why don't we just go ahead and get into it? This is the bright side of drag, which Lorraine Love is your drag name. How did you come up with Lorraine Love? Uh, I love this. This is kind of a funny story. Um, And always ask drag queens how they come up with their name because it's always a fun story. (laughs) Um, And sometimes it's given to them, you know, so it's it's funny just because someone's like, well, my friend called me that, so that's what it became, which is a lot of the time. Um, (laughs) For me, in particular, um, I'm from Lorain, Ohio. Oh. So I thought it would be a nice homage to my childhood. (laughs) I'm sure my town wouldn't be, like, I'm not going to be getting the key to the city anytime soon. But um, I just thought it would be fun because I'm from Lorraine, Ohio, to to use Lorraine. And then at the time I started doing drag, I had this group of friends that we all hung out together. We all worked at the same bar together. And I don't even know really where this came from in particular. Um, But if you were... Part of, like we thought you were cool and you and we liked you. You were a love, oh. so it was Tommy Love, Jerry Love. And mm-hmm. My last name is Freeman, so I was Mark Free Love. Oh. So if we liked you. We'd be like, oh, it's Lucretia Love. She's a love. Like if, if we liked you, that you were a love. So when they said, when I said, oh, I would use Lorraine for my drag name, they were like, well, what would your last name be? And I was like, love. Like at the time, yeah. it was like a no-brainer. So it made it made complete sense to everybody that was standing in that room when that decision was made. But now I, you know, get to tell this long story. Well, and there, I, you know, speaking from personal experiences, there's no better alliteration than LL. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, like Lucretia Lyon, Lex Luthor, Lois Lane. I like that. And I do love the LL. I have to admit, I love writing the LL. So, yeah. Yeah, because it's so easy to write. Like, I mean, my signature is just like basically scribble. It's like big L, big scribble, big L, little scribble. Yeah, exactly. And then everybody knows what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so when you're signing butts, it's easy. That's yeah. right. That's right. Someone will make it into a tattoo one day. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, doing drag? Great love originated yeah. in, well, let me say, I started doing drag in 1996. Oh, wow. The very for a little fun fact for you here. Uh, the first time I actually did drag, my name was not Lorraine Love. Oh. I performed as Candy Cane. Oh. There was, I was part of a threesome, Candy Cane, Candy Corn, and Candy Bar. <laughs> and uh, that's a whole other story. We're not going to get into that. But that was the very first time I ever did it. And then uh, I moved to L.A. in 97, and a friend of mine... Uh, my my boss at my work was in a drug and alcohol rehab house. They lived all together. And they were doing a fundraiser. And because most of them were gay, the fundraiser talent sh- slash talent show ended up becoming a drag show because they were all gay. So they're like, oh, I'm just going to do drag. So me and him... I, he was like, he wanted to do drag and he wanted me to help him because I had done it one time. Um, <laughs> but we did it together and we were Lorraine and Lucy Love oh. from Library, Louisiana. It was very, I did actually RuPaul 
we did RuPaul Martha Wash, It's Raining Men in that <laughs> show, and we brought the house down, let's just say. Um, and so all for was, a good cause, yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was like 1997 as Lorraine uh, was when I started. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a long, long time, Two, almost 20 years, oh, over 20 years now. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, Holy I made you feel old. hasn't been that long. <laughs> I won't tell you what I was doing in 1997 then. <laughs> Weaning off a bottle, probably. <laughs> no, I was maybe, I was in first grade, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer had just come out and changed my life. <laughs> well, what I didn't tell you is when I started doing drag in 97, I was three. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe that, you need to come to my shows. Yeah, I mean, my brother used to put on my clothes. I mean, and now we still wear the same size. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Well, your hair is legendary, both um, as Mark J. Freeman and Lorraine Love. Whose hair is easier to do? Um, Mark's, actually. My hair is not that hard to do. People come up to me all the time. um, You can follow my hair on Instagram and Twitter (laughs) at living for the hair. That's the number four, living for the hair. Anyway, um, it doesn't tweet very often, though. Um, Everyone always asks me that. How long is it? It actually doesn't take me long to do this. and Lorraine, I usually send out for it to be done. I'm not mm. a, I'm not a really a big wig stylist. I'm, I'm, I will take it to the wig shop and say, hey, can you make it look like this and take a photo? I'm good at paying people to do it. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I can barely do my own hair as it is. That's why I was wondering. I was like, are you better at doing women's hair than me? No. As, as most men are. <laughs> no. I'm starting to learn. I have a friend actually right now that's kind of was showing me how to do some stuff. So I'm, I think maybe I might be able to wing it a couple times now so I'm I might try it we'll see I know I'm like and I'll have to start Lorraine a a, a hair Twitter too (laughs) you know like that's the thing is hair Twitter you know it's like soap Twitter it's it's a little subset yeah (laughs) exactly well and speaking of soaps that's kind of how we know each other is we are both big soap opera fans Mm -hmm. when did you start watching Days of Our Lives well I I started Days, I don't, honestly, I really don't remember the year. I mean, if I really went back and researched, I could probably figure it out. I used, I started watching Santa Barbara. So whatever year Santa Barbara came on um, is when I, I started watching Santa Barbara. And With I feel Nancy like I was Lee watching. Mm. Huh? Nancy Lee Garland was oh, on Santa yes, Barbara. Oh, and... yes. Um, I was, well, I take that, I watched Another World. And then Santa Barbara started, and I started watching Santa Barbara. And then when Santa Barbara ended, and Another World ended, I always kind of ha- would catch parts of days, because, you know, in the old days, mm-hmm. we didn't have VCRs, and you had to be home to watch these programs. So sometimes you caught the tail ends of things and stuff. So I always kind of knew who days, the days of our lives, what people were, but I wasn't really into it. I remember some of the, my earliest memories is, like, um... The bow taking Hope on the motorcycle, riding off with her. I remember that happening. I remember Shane and Kim on the beach. Something was going on with Shane and Kim, and I remember them rolling around on the beach and stuff. So if you can, if you know when those years are, that we can figure it out. But a long time. I mean, I watched all through um, college for sure, and and after. So and up until now, because you know we do the soap block. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Yeah, now you feel like you have to watch the soaps, but it's almost like if you've ever been a fan, now is the time to keep watching because there are only four soaps left. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, with all the buzz going around with, you know, General Hospital, there's a lot of people trying to boycott. And it's just like, 
That's that's just dumb. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's supposed to be the bright side podcast, but there are, you know, that's the thing with soaps is, you know, they have always had this really rapid fan base and very loyal, but you know, they they can get a little crazy too on that soap oh, Twitter. So they definitely, yeah. They're they're loyal, but they're loyal and sometimes to a fault because yeah. they if you know, you take their character away or you put their character with the wrong person, they're like peace out. So, yeah, it's it's a fine line. Definitely a fine line. Yeah. But we love it. We love soaps. Uh-huh. So I've seen very <laughs> calm and orderly. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is I watch, you know, General Hospital as an escape because it's like, you know, I'd rather my drama be on there, exactly. not in real life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And who's your favorite soap actor? Oh, um, let me think. Now, if you follow yeah. me on Twitter... Mm-hmm. Or you watch Dish and Days, Sundays at 4, um, <laughs> you might know that I'm a big Billy Flynn fan. Well, you know, he plays hockey. And any man that plays <laughs> hockey is just automatically sexy. Hot. He gets the hot stamp. Yeah, and then Billy Flynn is like, hey, good at hockey. And you, you look at him. He just is that He's hot, too. He's easy on the yeah. ice. He's definitely <laughs> easy on the ice. <laughs> Yeah, luckily, you've been able to meet Billy on several occasions. Yes, yeah. we have become friends, actually. Yeah. We've, yeah. Had, we've had double dates with the, with the spouses, and uh, he's a great guy. He's at, we, actually have become, we were actually just out the other night at Soho House, and now Robert Scott Wilson yeah. from Days of Our Lives also joined us. And he was also on, was Robert Scott Wilson on General Hospital? He was on another show. Yeah, let me look I'll that up. Look. Like, um, yeah, but anyways, he I'm joined like... us, and we were talking, and he even said, he's like... He, well, he gets that, like, I look at the soaps from, you know, a the different fan, perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he, so he's like, he goes, so I like to talk to you about it. Because I know that you get, like, you get what I'm saying when I'm talking about, like, acting stuff and stuff. You know, because we've, I've studied acting and I've been out in L.A. for so long. You know, I get it. So he, it, it's fun. He's a great guy and we actually have become really good friends. Yeah, he's a, he's a winner. He was he was Petey on um, All My Children when they uh, when they did the, uh, I think, was it the online reboot? Because, yeah, I was like, that name sounds familiar, but yeah. I didn't think GH. I he was on something else because I remember when he joined Days, everyone was like, oh, he's from such and such, but I didn't know which one. Yeah, he was Petey in the um, the online All My Children. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, he's okay, cute. Great. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's nice. A, he's easy on the eyes, too. Hey, you ever need a, <laughs> you know, you ever need a fifth wheel? Well, yeah. <laughs> you, got you got it. Well, Robert, I'd say... This fat, uh, Robert brought his girlfriend, uh, uh, and she was actually she was a lot of fun too. She was a hoot. She was a handful. Oh yeah, well, and that's the thing is it, we love to support our soap yeah. actors, and that's the thing is I grew up. Joey Buchanan was my man, Nathan yeah. Fillion, yeah. and I followed his career from soaps to sci-fi. Yeah. And you know that's the thing is most soap actors are very loyal to their genre as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Nathan even came back even when he was Richard Castle to support you know right. the show as it was uh, you know leaving the network, which is crazy though to think about like shows that had been on for. So so long like um one life to live in all my children when they ended and then those sad um online reboots that really did nothing to to help the actors in any way and and honestly barred some of the actors from coming on to the other Ah. soaps because of the contract disputes and everything i don't know it's just crazy look it up guys the prospect spark thing was ridiculous but now it is lifted and you know still don't know why we don't have vincent arizari from days (laughs) on general hospital but uh, that's another story Mm -hmm. yeah i guess let's get back to drag um 
One thing I always loved about drag, especially in Dallas, was they would do these fun drag brunches. Mm -hmm. Where's your favorite brunch spot here? My favorite brunch spot here, oh gosh, I mean, you know where we actually like to go? It's not a drag brunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're specifically asking for a drag brunch, um, uh, I'm going to say... Brunch brunch is fine. Regular brunch? Okay, I love the smokehouse. Have you been to the smokehouse? No. Oh my God, you need to go experience. It's a buffet. It's like $23. And the bottomless um, champagne. Yeah, me there. (laughs) And the buffet is just insane. It's breakfast. It's lunch. It's every... They make waffles from scratch. They make... I mean, it's so great. Like whiskey reds. Yeah. I love... And it's old school Hollywood. It's old red booths and dark. And I just love it. So we go there a lot for brunch. Um... I have been, I, I've been meaning to go because I want to go support my girl Mayhem, who is going to be on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, she does a Saturday brunch at the Abbey, which I, and they do a show and everything. So I, I want to go to that one. Um, I, the other one I went to was, um, uh, was a long time ago because the bar was a different name. I think it was when it was 11, they were doing a, a brunch, a drag brunch with slash Golden Girls, when they would play the Golden Girls during brunch, and the drag queens would come through and stuff. So those were all fun. Oh, I, I, I haven't been to the Abbey one yet, but I, yeah. I promise one of these Saturdays I will wake up early enough to go and get it in before I have to go to work. Well, yeah, because the Abbey is legendary in itself, yeah. but yeah, I, I need to go to drag brunch there, too, just because, you know, you've got to go. Yeah. But anything that collaborates Golden Girls is what I'm... And I did go to... Uh, in Long Beach, Ooh. I did a Hamburger Mary's brunch uh, uh, not too long ago with um, some friends of mine, and that was a lot of fun too. That was a, any drag brunch. Uh, you can't really go wrong with a drag well, brunch. brunch. Even if they're not big names, it's, it's yeah. Fun. Brunch is the best meal of the day because it's when day drinking isn't frowned upon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a bright side, <laughs> exactly. It's like brunch is my favorite meal because it's like I'm all about day drinking, but people judge unless you're at brunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We should have done this at brunch. <laughs> I know. I'm like, the next episode will be a drag brunch episode. Like and then that. we just, um, I, I do have some Prosecco in the fridge and some orange <laughs> juice. I could make this brunch. You know, because it's 11 a.m. somewhere, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing is orange juice just makes it okay. Makes it okay. Makes you get in your vitamin C. <laughs> Yeah, mentioning the Golden Girls, your outfit um, for the Drag Race after show a few weeks ago, as I, I referred Speaking to it, was a <laughs> sexy Golden Girl. Yes. Um, yeah, well, it was funny because I was, I was um, when I, I do the RuPaul's Drag Race weekly recap at After Buzz um, with my panel, and usually for the premiere or the finale, I'll do drag because it's a lot of work to just <laughs> sit behind a microphone, behind a desk with headphones on. And put all this makeup on. So I don't know. Now you know the pain. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it was the premiere. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And in the promo, I don't know if, any, if you guys have seen the promos for All Stars 3, um, it was all gold. They were all wearing gold outfits and stuff. So I was like, well, I, got, I should wear something gold because All Stars 3 is about the gold. So I borrowed this gold cloak from a friend of mine and I, was like, and I was trying to figure out what to wear with it. So the outfit kind of just evolved on a daily basis. I kept finding pieces and putting them together. And then I literally took three or no, I take that I didn't take three or four. I took about seven or eight wigs with me when I went to go get ready. And um, 
the gray one just kind of spoke to me. And when I had it all on, it just felt like a more mature woman look. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to go with my, I call it my Miranda Priestly hair because I had the wig made to the <laughs> Miranda Priestly number. So I wore my Miranda Priestly hair. So yeah, it was uh, definitely a Golden Girls moment. <laughs> so who... Out of the Golden Girls, which one are you? Dorothy, hands down. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I'm a total Dorothy, but yeah. Rose is my favorite, though. I yeah. mean, I love Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I think I think the one I like the most is probably, I don't know, because I really yeah. do love Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy's and, amazing. And, and, and it's hard to not, when you study acting, to not look at the acting. And what she does is just so good and so brilliant. I, from an acting perspective, probably Dorothy. From a pure, I just friggin' love you, I would say Sophia is probably my favorite. Yeah, because Sophia's humor was, like, just so on point at times and unique, and it would just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that, always, that actually reminds me of Supernatural, like, when Sam's was Sophia <laughs> and Dean's was uh, Blanche. I just laughed. Because uh-huh. even on, everybody loves the Golden Girls, even no. the Winchester brothers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear there's a Golden Girls Clue game out. I, I, hear, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's out yet, but yeah. I know that it is in the works. So, because I know I saw it as well. I know. Putting that on my Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> Mine and Lorraine's Christmas list. <laughs> do you get two presents then? Like, you know, like divorced not. parents. And you know what I have to say? I actually, well, to all the twins out there in the <laughs> world who get gypped out of a present. Because think, like, because me, me and my twin never bought gifts for each other. Because it was our birthday, so we never thought to buy each other gifts. So we're already shorted one gift mm-hmm. because we don't buy for each other. Whereas my siblings get one from him and from me. So you're gypped that way. And then those people who feel like you can give twins one gift to share, that's not a good option. It's just a dick move. And I didn't even know you were a twin until now. I'm like, well, I'm learning stuff. (laughs) Isn't that the point of this? Exactly. (laughs) That's your next podcast, The Bright Side of Being a Twin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, because it's funny. My brother and I are very close, but we're actually two years apart. But most people thought we were twins Uh because we were close. We would have the same friends. And my brother's like... Like, no, I just decided to stay in the womb a little bit longer. <laughs> well, that's what, uh, yeah. that's what, uh, my, my twin brother would always, well, no, because I was, no, he would always, because growing up, I, if you line up my siblings, my family, and me, maybe not so much now, but especially growing up, I looked so different from everybody else. My hair was different. I had real poker straight hair. I wore glasses. And everybody else in my hair had wavy hair, didn't wear glasses and stuff. So I did seem to kind of, look different. So David would always tell everybody that he was my parents' child. I was abandoned in the air in the airport <laughs> in the hospital and they took me home and just said they had twins. So he that's what he would tell everybody. It's very this is us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're Randall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the one they wanted. That's exactly. all I say. It's well, like I, hey I would say to him, I was like, well if it wasn't if I didn't leave the womb, you would still be in there. So you should be thankful to me for, for actually climbing out first. That's so funny. I told my brother he was an alien, and even my mom got in on it. Like we convinced it. Like, and and the story I told him is that we bought him from a pawn shop in outer space. Oh, yeah, I like that. yeah. I like that. You know, we, I grew up white trash. Um, <laughs> you grew up in Ohio, Ohio. though, in Lorain, Ohio, Ohio, which yeah. you said is outside of Columbus, right? Uh, outside of Cleveland. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. went to Ohio State, yeah. so then I moved to Columbus to go yeah. to Ohio State, and then I moved out here. So. 
Cleveland is, or Lorraine is the 10th largest city in Ohio. So it's not actually a small town. Yeah. Um, it's gotten, like, I'm sure the population has gone down. It doesn't, I feel like when I drive around, like, it's desolate now. Um, Which is weird, because my hometown was always the largest city in East Texas, but most people, I mean, it was in my Carmen San Diego game, Tyler, <laughs> but, like, most people are like, oh, is that a big city? It is, and it isn't, because yeah. they're like, no, we don't really want outsiders in, right. and it stopped, it was less progressive up until recently, Got but, it. yeah, so it's interesting to see some cities take the opposite approach. Right, like, yeah. right, 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 yeah. No, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it was a great, I, I always say it was a great place for me to grow up, um, but when I was ready to go, I was ready to go. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I like people who have a positive perspective of their hometown because we all sort of, you know, we're here in Los Angeles because we didn't have a great childhood usually, mm -hmm. but I don't hate where I'm from. Like yeah, I hate I a lot of thing or I don't necessarily hate a lot of it. Just growing up as an outcast in a place like that can be difficult. And I'm sure, especially, you know, <laughs> when you're a drag queen and things like that, like it's not always the best place to be then, but it's always good to sit there and think about what well, was a beautiful city, all the positive yeah. things, you know, cause it's well, the bright side. I will, I will say yeah. this to, to tie into the bright yeah. side of drag hmm. is the South yeah. Texas um, yeah. and the Midwest are huge drag places. Yeah. Dallas um, has the like, largest gay neighborhood now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, um, like, I'll say this, when I moved from Ohio to L.A. and I started doing drag in L.A., there was a definite, I mean, I could definitely tell a difference in the money I was making on stage versus Ohio. Here, and I think it's just an L.A. thing, nobody, everybody wants something for free. Yeah. They don't want to, you know what I mean? That's just the nature of the beast out here. Everybody, I know somebody, I shouldn't have to pay, I shouldn't have to do this. So I don't know if it's that attitude from in the audience that they're just like, I, don't, I shouldn't have to pay you to do this. You should just be wanting to do this for me because I'm fabulous. Um, whereas in the Midwest, I mean, you go out and do a two minute number, I could make $200 in cash and tips. And so it's, um, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> it's a, it's a definite, and I, I mean, I made the, the money that I made to move out west, I made doing drag. I made it doing my own show, my Lorraine Love shows in Columbus. And I made, n not to tell you the exact amount, but thousands of dollars, literally thousands of dollars. I remember sitting in my living room with my tip money and the cash that I made from the door sales. And my roommates were just like, I can't believe you made this much money. And I, it is, it's almost mind blowing how much money you can make doing um, I mean, that was then. I mean, this is now. So unless you're on yeah. drag race, you may not be making that. But the neighborhood, if you if you get in good with a good local bar that's got a, a good reputation stuff, I mean, you can still do really well, you know, minus being on the show. Yeah, and that's something that people don't realize because even me, it took me a while to understand here in L.A. that I could do better stuff. I just wasn't going to get paid like I was in Dallas. Yes. Like coming from, you know, getting paid in Dallas and Austin to do things and then coming out here, you're, it's a little like disheartening, but at the same time, it's like, you know, no, this is sort of like the real world of it mm -hmm. and making a, a living because yeah, it's not that you can't make a living out there, but if you're really wanting to make, um, a career and see mm -hmm. if you can go with this, you have to come out here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I want to say this too, is I think I felt like too, with, when I moved out here and I, I'll say this, I didn't want to, I didn't, and it wasn't that I was ashamed by any means, I, I don't want that to be the impression, but when I say this, I didn't want people to know that I did drag, 
again, not that I was ashamed of it. I just, I think, think I felt like, okay, I can have a clean start. I can do whatever I want to do. They don't know that, you know, like oh, in Ohio, Columbus in particular, when I was bartending and serving there, everyone knew I was Lorraine. I mean, I got called Lorraine more than I was called Mark. Um, and I always say that. I'm like, I always know when somebody knows me well, because then they call me Lorraine. Mm-hmm. People that know me well know that I'm Lorraine, so they call me Lorraine, which I'm okay with. But um, so when I moved out here and I started doing it again, I actually started doing it. Um, I, I started hosting a stand-up comedy and improv show <laughs> in drag, and which all which then led me down the path of doing stand-up comedy in drag. And so it was funny because when I, you know, having done, you know, drag, drag in quotes in Columbus and then moving out here, it just kind of evolved into this other aspect, like kind of taking the stand-up comedy and infusing it with drag, um, which then led me to obviously starting to perform because then I started being in drag more and like, oh, well, then you must perform and I started doing shows. So I thought it was funny that how it kind of took me through this roller coaster and then you start getting, you know, calls to to do extra work because they need drag queens for this. American mm-hmm. horror story needs drag queen for that, whatever. Um, so you get more it's weird. It's a different kind of kind of thing um, out here. It's a different beast. But still fun, just a different kind of beast. You know, I had no idea you did stand up too until mm-hmm. now. Again, <laughs> I've learned you're a twin. You do. You did stand up as well. I'm. I'm either was, a bad friend. I've been. And... At, I've been. I hosted at the Hollywood Improv, oh. the Comedy Store, and Laugh Factory. I've done all three. Wow. My, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be on all three stages, and I was on all three stages, so that made me very happy. So, see, I just need to be a drag queen. I, could get, <laughs> I mean, I've been in the, to the comedy store, just but... Just up, girl. Yeah, out there on yeah, display. like, that's the thing. I mean, that's the um, the art for this uh, <laughs> this podcast for a reason. Sex sells, everybody. That's excellent. Bright side of big boobs. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, is there a bad side? I mean, other than back problems, but you know what? There's weed for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put a CBD patch See, on. Still yeah. the bright side. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is we live in a world nowadays where everybody is just like, oh my God, the world is ending. Trump is president. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, guys, this sucks, but it could be a lot worse. Exactly. So why don't you just take the bright side? I'm shit. I agree 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that's the thing is, as you say, you know, putting on this makeup, you know, that's why I'm glad that this podcast is audio because I'm not wearing any makeup right now. Yeah. But you at least understand what it's like to oh, be a woman in this industry. 125%. <laughs> Do you have any of your hashtag me too stories? Even? <laughs> well, I, um, I, I was saying for the uh, people will ask me how long it takes me to get ready. And, and, and I'm yeah. sure as a woman, you can testify yeah. to this. It depends. Yeah. If I need to get ready in five minutes, absolutely. I can It'll get happen. ready in five minutes. How much time would I like to have to get ready? Multiple hours. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm also too the kind of person where I know that if I'm rushing through it, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to, my eyes are going to start watering. Something's going to happen and it's going to just send me in a tailspin. So I like to give myself two to three hours just to focus on doing my face. I, it obviously does not take me <laughs> two to three hours to do it, but I just like to take my time. I like to be able to get up, stand up, walk around, you know, kind of do stuff in between. Um, I'll pack a little bit, then mm-hmm. I go back to doing my makeup. Like, I kind of like to spread it out. Um, so, yeah, but it is, I mean, it is what it is. And you, yeah, I, I understand how long it can take. <laughs> <laughs> but I said there was one time I was doing, oh, what show was I doing? I was doing 
Dharma and Greg. Oh my god, oh, I'm dating wow. myself. Um, oh, I, I love Thomas Gibson, especially when he kicked a Criminal Minds writer in oh, the shin. That's like, right. he's so t- childish, but I, I still think it was a funny story. <laughs> um, well, we were do- I was on that set for three days. It was their Halloween episode, so we had to do different looks and stuff, and they had this trailer set up for me and the other drag queen that were there, which was nice, because they <laughs> usually don't do stuff like that. Um, but I remember they kept- we kept saying to them, do we need to be in drag when we go in for the producer look? And, um, and they were like, no, 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 no. We just need you to come in. You just need to stand there. They don't need to see you in drag. Da, da, da. Walked all the way out of yeah. drag to the set and got there. And they were like, why aren't you guys in drag? And we're like, no, 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 no. We asked you. Da, da, da. Yeah. So we had to run back. I'm not even exaggerating. Run back to the trailer. I had to have a face literally in five minutes. I had to whip something. I mean, obviously I, I did the very minimal. I did what needed to be done. Obviously these aren't professional people that know drag <laughs> per se. They know TV and film. They don't know drag. So I knew that they wouldn't really notice. So I just threw what needed to be on and then went back out. But, um, yeah, so it can be done. <laughs> <laughs> it may not look at us, but it can be done. And then we went back and fixed it afterwards because we knew we would have time. So. Yeah, so like you've been on Dharma and Greg, American Horror Story. Dharma, yeah, Missouri Bones. Oh, I love Bones. Uh, I actually think I've seen your Bones episode. Well, you probably saw the Bones episode. I guarantee you didn't yeah. see me because they had me. It, it's always bed. funny if you've ever done extra yeah. work when they put you in these places where there's not even a camera pointing at. I'm like, dude, why am I even here? I mean, I always just do what they tell me to do. I'm not going to complain. But I was like the whole time I was there, I was just like... You can't even, you can't see. I was, they actually made me a bartender, which I thought was funny. I had bartended for 25 years mm-hmm. or something. So I thought it was funny that they stuck me behind the bar as the bartender in drag. But um, those three, I feel like there was something else that I did and it's not coming to me now. But, um, oh, well, I didn't, I, I didn't do, I wasn't on in the movie, but I auditioned for Joel Zwick oh. when I first moved out here. Um, and I, can't remember the name of the movie. The movie was made, and I have seen the movie. It starred Kim Basinger. Ooh. And she plays a Mary Kay um, okay. woman who's I was in, in love a Mary with Elvis Kay commercial because their office is in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, so the part I went in to read, you know, I was I, I got the sides. I was reading Boom. it, and it was this Mary. Drag queen Mary Kay consultant was the character. So I went in. I mean, and if you know Lorraine. I mean, Lorraine looks like she would be a Mary Kay. Oh, yeah. She actually Uh, looks like a woman that my mom works with, and it's hilarious. She looks like a middle America over makeup housewife. Um, So I went in, and I remember going in, and I didn't know this walking in. I didn't find out until I was standing there, because right before I read, they, you know, say to you, do you have any questions before you read? And I was like, actually, no, I don't think so. And I went, oh, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm just more curiosity than anything. This, the character that I'm reading with, um, the, the, the person's name was Harmony, mm. and I was like, is this another drag queen? Because it mm. seemed like a drag yeah. queen kind of name, so I was yeah. curious if I was talking to a, a real woman or another drag queen, and then they said, oh no, it's a real woman, that's Kim Basinger. And it literally, like, right before I was reading my sides, and I was just, like, doing the audition, I was like, are you kidding me? If I get this, I'm literally in a scene with Kim Basinger? Like, I was like, holy criminy. Um, I did get called back. Um, and, uh, they ended up, when I saw the movie, they ended up casting not a drag, they ended up using just, like, a real flamboyant gay guy. Oh, yeah. A man. He was an older guy. He was, like, a bald head, real thin, bald-haired guy. 
Um, but I just thought, wow, what a great, could you imagine, like that, what, what an experience that would have been. Drag queen Mary Pagan Sultan opposite Kim Basinger. That I wanted for the resume. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so cool. And, and isn't it always, that's one of the most frustrating things about this business is you get the sides for something that you're like, oh yeah, I'm perfect for this role. Yeah. And I guess it's sort of the bright side of it when you see it and it clearly wasn't even what you had gone in for. Right. You're like, okay, I guess that they just decided to go in a different direction. It well, wasn't like, yeah, you did again, anything wrong. Again, if you're going to look on the yeah. bright side of things, yeah. you can't take, that's why you can't take auditions yeah. and things so seriously because you just never know what, you know, th people change their mind. You know, and I'll say this, having directed theater and other projects, you know, people come in and there's people that I'm like, I love them. They just weren't right. And I guarantee you, there are people out there that they always say you're auditioning for the next audition. You're auditioning for the next thing because they will remember. And there, yeah. I can guarantee you now, there are still people that I have in the back of my head that from years ago when I directed that I'm like, oh, if I ever got another project and I could use them, I would use them in a heartbeat. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of this industry in a way is it's not personal. I was actually yeah. just listening to a, um, an interview podcast with Seth Green from um, on Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You mm -hmm. that he literally said what you just said. He goes, I've been on both sides of it. He's been an actor since he was like seven years old because yeah. he was my big crush. I mean, I even have action figures of him in this apartment <laughs> of Seth Green. Uh, and like, so it's so well, funny. Well, if there was a Billy Flynn yeah. action figure, I would own <laughs> like that, too, have that for the record. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, he said that exact th same thing. He's like, being a director, you just, you're like, oh my God, this actor was so good. But they're just it's not, not right. right. And you just know it. And it's not personal. And it sucks. But at the same time, wouldn't you just want to be right mm -hmm. rather than, you yeah. know, have and something? See, yeah. And that's how I do it. I go in yeah. and I, if I come out and I feel good about what I did, then I'm okay. And yeah. I check the box and I go on to the next thing. You just can't, you can't take it. You know, we look on the bright side of everything. Absolutely. Every time. Exactly. Especially in this industry. And I know we, we've been talking about theater. You work for the Odyssey Theater here in LA. Yeah. The longest running 99 seat theater in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've uh, been there almost three years. June or July will be three years. I don't remember when I started. <laughs> I'm sure I have it written down somewhere, but it was either June or July. I want to say June, but I started thinking the other day. I think it was July, but um, yeah, no, uh, great. We have, it's three, there's three 99 seat theaters in the complex. So we're usually doing one show and then we're renting out the spaces to other things. Uh, sometimes it's a play right now. We have a dance festival going on. So we have a dance floor laying down in one of the theaters and they're doing some contemporary dance. It's, um, Los Angeles, uh, contemporary, uh, contemporary dance company is in there right now. And then we'll have another company next week, uh, Karina Kinnear doing that one so and then we're doing our show Freud's last session by Mark St. Germain in the other theater and then there's a rental in the other so we've always got something going on there's always business going on there and that's the thing about here is just like like us we always have to have 10 jobs 10 different mm -hmm. projects going on there's like the spaces around here yep. what, you know even yep. theaters it's like yeah how do you guys think they make money they run yep. out to all sorts of other things yep. yeah well we're even talking about um they now that they know me and they, yeah. they know my hosting abilities and stuff, I'm going to, this year, hopefully do it more, um, start doing live interviews, Facebook oh. interviews on our Odyssey page uh, with the casts. So um, to get people in, interested in the show and hopefully coming out and watching it. 
So um, yeah, so we yeah we're trying to we're even talking about adding a a, a retractable screen Screen? for screenings and stuff like that. Um, So we're gonna try and try and diversify a little bit. That's this this town, the nature of this beast. You kind of just you may have something that's working for a while, but you always have to be open to kind of bring in new ideas and keep things changing and moving. Yeah, because that's the thing is most of us we want to be on camera because well too I mean especially if you're just shot from above I only wear yoga pants right. and um, <laughs> so there's things like that and you know we mess up but honestly most of my stuff is live I don't yeah. really do a lot of editing for this just because like I'd rather have things be natural and that's why you know screenings and stuff like that you do like there's a lot of hosting opportunities. Mm-hmm for comedians or hosts like ourselves um, to just, like, introduce events. And, like, Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel used to do that for K-Rock and everything. Like, so guess what, guys? I mean, we're not above doing live events. And, you know, that's why I'm looking to host screenings and stuff because I... You know, I'm like the new Elvira or, you know, (laughs) my little horror movies and stuff like that. Because I didn't realize what a market it is for people just to go as a collective, go watch a movie they've seen a thousand times. Right. But I've been to like the the Scream 20th anniversary screening or Mm -hmm. just like big stuff like that. And you're like, no, there's a market for it. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. Well, um, is there anything you'd like to say to your younger self. Oh, yeah. goodness. Um, walking in heels is going to get worse. <laughs> Dude, even I don't do that, Arlie. <laughs> Wait till you crack 40 and put on those six-inch heels. You're going to wake up with foot cramps every night. Um, no, I think, you know, um, I, I think coming out, coming to L.A., I feel really lucky because I got into a class right away I, I had met a woman in Columbus Ohio actually who had just left LA moved to Columbus Ohio she got married um, and was you know settling down and didn't yeah. want to be in LA anymore um, if you watch Seinfeld she played the China woman on Seinfeld oh, you know, yeah. Angela Dorman uh, anyway I met her teaching children's theater in Columbus and I told her I was moving to LA and she said, if I give you one recommendation, it is going to be to go study with Sam Christensen. He will change your life. And fortunately, I took her advice and I went to Sam Christensen. And wow, did he, you know, he just made me in that first couple of years I was out here, just the, how to really look at what it is I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life and, and, and how to look at it in a more realistic way. Um, he does what he calls, um, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank now on the name, of image image design. Sorry, that was called image design. Um, it's basically how to market yourself, yeah. how to figure out what your branding you know, is, your yeah, brand yeah. is and that kind of stuff as an actor, um, which sounds very basic, but I have to say, he truly made me embrace who I am and the story that I tell the best. Um... And it made me go, I don't need to be Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks or Johnny Depp. I just need to be the best at telling the story. And it just took this huge weight off my shoulder um, to do it. I mean, obviously, acting has its ups and downs. We all know that. Drag has its ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like, you go through these waves and stuff. But... um, I really think that it really helped me to kind of keep my eye on the prize and just keep 
centered. So uh, I would have loved to have met him sooner. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like I met him at a good time coming out here because I, I went to him right away and I was with him for four years, uh, for almost five, um, studying with him. And just an amazing man. And he's leaving L.A. So Aww. if you haven't been with him, you need to go there quickly. <laughs> and that's the thing is I know people think it sounds cliche or lame or whatever, but, uh, you know, the one of the many teachers I've had that I actually really like and respected was like Marky Costello. Mm -hmm. And she basically said the same sentiment. Your brand is you. Be yeah. the best you you can be. Yeah. Don't try to be somebody else. Absolutely. And and uh, so many people don't seem to get, even though acting or comedy or hosting, whatever you are in this industry is about, you know, maybe a persona. But the people who succeed the most mm -hmm. are the people that are, their persona is a part of themselves. Like, because right. even as actors, even, you know, method actors like Gary Oldman, the the best times are when he takes from himself. Like, yes. it's not about playing a different person. It's mm -hmm. about playing different parts of yourself. Well, yeah. you know, that to yeah. tie that, that yeah. into drag as well, yeah. you know, I always, it's so <laughs> funny. Are you familiar with the musical Gypsy? Yes. So there's a song in Gypsy called Gotta Have a Gimmick. Mm. And I always, would, I think that song is like the most perfect drag queen song for other than the obvious reasons. But when you start to do drag, you kind of start to, it, it's like developing a character. Yeah. It's developing this person that you want to portray. And I remember, you know, it's funny because, you know, it's like you just have to embrace the the, the story that your drag, quote-unquote, drag character is going to tell. I remember getting asked to do shows in Columbus, um, and I remember saying, no, I don't think that's my audience. I don't think I would fit in well in that show. Just the, the stories that I, quote-unquote, tell in drag, the songs that I perform, I just didn't feel like they fit that audience. I don't know, I don't know if I just felt... I don't know, you just start to become, you just start to know like what, like people will give me songs, oh, you need to do this song, and I listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Like, it's yeah. just, because I just know, she, Lorraine's just, like, you know, I, I always say she's a lady, quote unquote. Um, she's a lady. Hey, yeah, 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 um, so there's like, I don't know, it's like, it's the same with acting you know it's like you know just embrace who you are embrace the stories that you tell don't be upset that you're not getting asked to tell other stories you know what I mean so I don't know that's that's where I'm at with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's that really is the key to this business mm -hmm. is you know what story you need to tell and yeah. you know either you've got to write it or somebody will get that that's your story and yeah it's funny I reached out to a friend of mine who's also a host yeah. uh, Matthew Hoffman if you don't follow him you should because he's hysterical and fabulous mm -hmm. um but he, I had sent him my reel that I had been working on a, a while back, and we were messaging back and forth. He was giving me notes on it, which I greatly appreciated. And um, I remember saying something like, should I put this in there, or should I not put this in there? And he said, honestly, Mark, he's like, do you really think you're going to... Because I was like, well, I was thinking I should put this so that you see a softer side of me, so you <laughs> see this. And, uh, and he's like, honestly, Mark, but do you really think like you're going to get called in for something because you put that little clip in there like you're gonna get called in for stuff because of who you are not because you added a clip to show your softer side does that make sense yeah and it was so helpful that he said that i was like oh thank you for saying that because i'm not he was he, uh, and i don't know if it was him that was telling me i don't think so i think it was somebody else was telling me in a hosting class 
that Joel McHale um, would go. Who I love. In, I yeah. love him. And they Except would say he that like he Rush. would go in for every hosting yeah. thing there was at that, you know, before he yeah. became, you know. The soup host, yeah. yeah. And he said, they said, it was like, they all were just like, I want to use him. I just, he's just not right for this. I want to use him, something like that. And then the soup came along and boom, there goes his career. So he had been around a long time. He knew what he was doing. He had, you know, done the work. He had, you know, Because he ready. filled in on Loveline when Adam yeah. left. Like, but that just didn't work because yeah. it's like Adam... Adam and Joel have a similar style in one way where they tell it like it is, but there was just a little bit of Adam that's more a motivational person that mm-hmm. people didn't seem to understand because I love Joel, but Joel's not the motivational one. Right. He's the sarcastic, like, I'm better than you, but that's why I love him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, you know, he he finally got that job yeah. that said, yeah, <laughs> this is Joel McHale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look where he is now, yeah. you know, and he can pretty much do whatever he wants now, so... Exactly. And I really like hearing those stories because those, I mean, we've all been in that where people like, because there's a reason I have red hair, even though I'm a natural blonde or right, right now, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's because everyone's like, you look like a Fox news reporter. And then yeah. I open my mouth and it's like, not at no. all like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the sad part of this business is sometimes you have to look apart too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. <clears throat> yeah. So, but the bright side of it is, you know, Redheads have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your favorite uh, Geller to wear for Lorraine? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, hmm, I have this, um, I love to wear, well, actually, I'll say this. I have a, a, an outfit, actually, my twin brother made it for me. Oh. <laughs> I had, was out one day, and I had found some old simplicity patterns from, like, <laughs> the 50s. And there was this, and, and that's a very Lorraine look. Yeah. Like, you know, the very, you know, the big beehive with the flip and everything is very Lorraine. Um, but my brother made me this dress that is um, pink with these pink flowers, real oversized flowers and stuff. Uh-huh. Like. And it's just this very 50s looking dress with a big black bow in the back. And I put all this Kremlin underneath, mm-hmm. so it really poofy. That's probably one of my favorite things to wear. It's just yeah. so Lorraine. Like, it just... I mean, if, if there was, if I was only one thing that I, you know, they're like, wear the one thing that gets across who you are. I mean, I would grab that every day. It's just so me. It's so Lorraine. And the wig, is it very Peggy Bundy style? Very, well, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's a big, yeah. yeah, big poof. And then it does oh. the flip, you know, on the oh. shoulder. It's, it's so, so Lorraine. When I started doing, yeah. well, when I started doing drag too, I had long hair. I had like the floppy 90s hair Uh and um my roommate at the time was good at doing hair so the first couple times I did drag I actually was using my own hair oh wow so he would curl because I and I have a lot of hair you guys can't see me but I have a lot of freaking hair and so he when he curled it and teased it up I mean it was a huge big like look I had a big beehive so that's just kind of how the look that I had already started with and then I ended up finding a fall. I don't know if you know what a fall is. It's a partial wig. It kind of sits a little further back on your head. So you kind of blend your hair, the front of your hair, into the wig. So it kind of looks more, supposed to look more natural. Well, I found this fall, and it had a flip in it. Mm. So I would wear, for the longest time, I was, people started making fun of me, I would buy just headbands. So I would wear a headband with the fall. So you'd Mm -hmm. see the front of my hair, the headband, and then the wig. And it was a flip. And I wore that for years, like the first year and a half, two years of doing drag. So that was my signature look, too. So I think that it just all comes back to that, where I started with Lorraine. So 
I would say that outfit my brother made. And the fact that he made it for me, too, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's the thing. And stuff is always a little bit more special when you, you shared it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I love to, like, I love to take stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess if I really, really put my heart into it, I could construct an outfit from scratch. It's just very time-consuming and tedious, and I and I don't really have the attention span for it. My mother was a home economics teacher, <laughs> so we all know how to cook and sew. Um, I, I like to take, like, I love to find something and just either bedazzle it or put fringe on it or just modify it in a way to make it more drag, if that makes sense. Um, well, you know, and, and, when, and when you're doing drag, too, it's like, you know, it's, it's a costs a pretty penny. Mm -hmm. So you do whatever you can to, you want a new look or you want to do something different, but you don't want to spend $200 to have something made. You know what I mean? So I just go to the thrift store and find something that I can fit into and then go, okay, what can I do to modify this to make it kind of fabulous? <laughs> That's great. But dazzle it. Well, and it's so good. Your mom was a home economics teacher, so you have these skills because Absolutely. it is expensive. I mean, um, now for home ec, my um, friend JW, he did all my work because he had a crush on me. So I didn't really <laughs> learn anything in that class. But luckily, my grandma was crafty. So I'm all about the Hobby Lobby and the Michaels. Right. But I'm more into decor than clothes. Like, right, right, yeah. Right, so right. a lot of stuff around here in this apartment and stuff I made or modified to right. make it. Yeah. yeah. You make it work. Yeah. You look on the bright side. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to try and work that word in. <laughs> bright side. I know. It's like, yeah, it's a time to be happy, people, because exactly. what else are you going to do? Exactly. But speaking of, you've been married for quite some time. Fourth uh, of July yeah. will be, wait, it's gonna. It's 2018, so it'll be five years. Oh, wow. We get married on the Fourth of July, so yeah. What does Philip think of the ring? Um, you know, he's, uh, he, <laughs> he's not, we'll just say this. He's not going to be in the front row of the show. Uh, he'll be there. He'll, you know, kind of be in the back and keep to himself. Um, he's there. He's, he's not, he doesn't, he's German too. Yeah. So he doesn't really understand our infatuation <laughs> with drag and why everybody likes it so much. Um, but he's, he's okay with it. He's okay with it. Well, that's good. Yeah, because you guys are the cutest couple. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think that is it. We've been talking for almost an hour wow, here. So it? yeah, oh, I know. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I and about that sneeze. Probably, probably getting the you <laughs> the know cat. the cat hair. The cat's starting to get to me now. It's like I got cat dog <laughs> hair all over everything in here. It's just a, it's just a pig pen. <laughs> Actually, it's very clean. Other it's than that, it's actually very clean. It's just it's fresh. Yeah, I'm I'm OCD about that, but. <laughs> But yeah, so where can they find Mark J. Freeman and Lorraine Love? And Lorraine, um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Lorraine Love. I spell it funny, so it's L O R A Y N E L O V E. Um, the sneeze again? Um, maybe not. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, and then my hair living for the hair. <laughs> All right, and um, what shows do you do at After Buzz? At After Buzz, yeah. I do a weekly Days of Our Lives recap mm -hmm. at four o'clock on Sundays. Although we're not doing it this Sunday because of the Super Bowl. And then I also do RuPaul's Drag Race Thursdays at 10. 
Yeah, and luckily this will probably be after this Super Bowl when I release this. And, you know, I, I hate to say it. Like, here's my predictions. And then we'll know this was recorded before then. <laughs> and then I'm psychic. Right. The Pats will win and Brady will retire. And then hopefully people will shut the F up about him. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I feel like everybody just wants them to lose. It's like, this is, uh, I won't be watching, as I say. I'm I'm, yeah, because it's like the Eagles versus the Patriots. Because, you you know, it's almost like the 2016 election. <laughs> Could we have picked oh my the Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I know. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It must be the cat's hair. Because <laughs> you're allergic, right? That's a way. Yeah. Oh, I am, but it yeah. usually I'm fine even if they're in the house. So I don't know why I'm getting a sneezing attack. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for Mrs. Brightside. Be sure to subscribe here on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you found this on. I'll try to put it on all of them I can. And be sure to leave it in the comments if it's missing on one or just what you guys think about this. Always just leave a five-star review since this is the Brightside podcast, guys. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. (laughs) 